You're listening to Maximum Medicine Radio with host Doc Martin. Stay tuned in or call in. You won't want to miss what's happening next. How do you step into your maximum potential? How do you connect your spiritual drive with your physical path? Stick around as Doc Martin takes listeners on a journey through the seen and unseen, the accepted and the unbelievable. Get ready to meet the maximum you the world needs on Maximum Medicine Radio with Doc Martin now. Hi, everybody. I'm Doc Martin, Maximum Medicine Radio. And now we have with us, and I'm thrilled for this, Dr. Jude Curavan, who is the author of a book, The Story of Gaia. It talks about cosmology and the Earth's evolutionary journey. Um, And one thing we'll get to in this is she talks about us, the Earth, being a conscious planet, which those of us spiritually already sense that. Um, Jude is a planetary healer, a futurist. Um, She has founded a organization called the Whole World View, and she'll tell us about that. And universal wisdom teachings are big on her radar. So she's just the kind of person we want to dive in with today. Hi, Jude. Thank you so much for coming. Hi, Sharon. It's my great pleasure to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. So when I read your book, The Story of Gaia, and the subtitle is The Big Breath and the Evolutionary Journey of Our Conscious Planet. And you take it through literally from creation to present. But along the way, I keep getting this deep, deep feeling of not only of your love for the earth and her place in the galaxy and in the universe but on a spiritual level because, and I'd like you to tell us more about this, because we humans are inseparable from the journey of the earth, aren't we? Yes, and we're in fact inseparable from the journey of our entire universe. That, Mm -hmm. you know, what we'll share is that it meaningfully exists and purposefully evolves, has done so for nearly 14 billion years from that initial first moment of what I call an ongoing big breath to this very moment. The universe is literally breathing through us in every moment. I interviewed uh, Irvin Laszlo and Maria Saggi uh, this summer. And the thing that keeps coming over and over in more updated spiritual teachings, we've sort of stepped out of this idea of ascension process is the universal field and this intelligence that permeates everything and that each moment we are literally created anew based on this intelligence. And I feel that all through your book. So how does a scientist, an archaeologist, um, and a cosmologist and a physicist, how does she bring forth such a love of these interconnections with a deep spiritual foundation? Tell me something about yourself. Thank you, Sharon. Well, I think before we came on air, 
um, I was saying that, you know, I, I feel I've been a cosmologist since I was four years old, because for me, the definition of a cosmologist is someone who's curious about the nature of reality itself. And I grew up in the north of England. I'm the daughter, granddaughter of coal miners. So it was not an academic environment and it was a very grounded environment. But mm -hmm. I began to experience um, what I call supernormal phenomena, uh, out-of-body experiences, telepathic communications, um, you know, from the age of four when a discarnate voice appeared in my room and I started to hear literally on my inner ears um, communications. And that's been a lifelong journey for me. So from that very early age, you might say those spiritual experiences, mm -hmm. certainly those many realms, those multidimensional realms of experiences have been intrinsic to the way I've, I've lived my life. Um, and so for me, the universe and the world and the, the cosmos was very, very much grander than not only was I being taught in school, but university too, but our general, you know, societal teachings. It has been a, a worldview of materialism and, and separation. And from very, very early age, that was not the world. That was not the understanding of reality that I was directly experiencing. So my whole life... <laughs> There's been this journey of ongoing inner and outer discovery, both scientific and spiritual, and as you mentioned, universal wisdom teachings, indigenous traditions have been at the very heart of that journey because from very early on, I, I re recognized and appreciated that what I was being taught at school was a very much more limited perspective than what I was it reading. It really about. is limited, isn't it? Yeah. I was yeah. interviewed um, in the last couple of days because I have a book out um, about shamanic practices for healing and for a person to take on a health challenge. And the, the, I was asked, when you studied shamanism, what, what are the biggest lessons you learned? And I said, for me, probably the two lessons, the big ones are, I know now without any doubt that I am not alone. And I also know I have incredible resources in the intelligence of the forces of the universe, of the earth, of the plants, of the, and that's huge. And we are, I've, my show is all of my maximum medicine show is all about waking up to how we need to bring in the indigenous way of being, which is that interdependence, that interconnectedness, uh, where the healers of the tribe talked to spirit, talked to the unseen world to get the answers, because we are so limited by that materialistic view. It's It's detrimental right now when we need everything we can pull uh, forward for our evolution if we want to shift the craziness that's going on. I heartedly agree. You know, I talk of us having a dis-ease of separation for that, for that very reason. And it's not a blame or shame, but, you know, that sense of individuation has taken us down such an sort of a, a extreme journey to this point mm -hmm. that we've forgotten that were inseparable. So to wake up to remember that and to appreciate that the unity of, of the world expresses itself in radical diversity. I think the other thing, though, that, 
really, I felt very deeply when the story of Gaia wrote me, because I feel the book wrote me rather than me writing the book, was this evolutionary journey. You know, you talked about speaking with Irvin and Maria, who I, I love dearly, um, you know, about being created in every moment. Yes, and we have a universe that was born 13.8 billion years ago in its incredibly fine-tuned, exquisitely fine-tuned way, and as simple as it could be, but no simpler. But it was born not just to exist, but to evolve. So every moment since then, as space has expanded and times flowed forward, that ongoing big breath has meant that the journey of our universe has gone from the original sort of hydrogen to stars and galaxies and planets, plants, people. And, and so it, for me, it's not just a meaningfully existing universe. It's a purposefully evolving universe to ever greater levels of complexity and uh, self-awareness. And now an invitation, it seems to me, for us to be consciously part of that evolutionary impulse and consciously evolve. And what I love about that, and I'll extrapolate a little bit, um, I interviewed Joseph Selby, who wrote The Physics of God, and he's a deep meditator. He lives in Ananda, a spiritual community based on the teachings of Yogananda. And from their deep mystical research, we are literally being, our bodies are being created as we speak. And therefore, what Maria refers to as, you know, reconnecting to the original templates for healing, that intelligence is evolving. And we have the possibilities of attuning ourselves to that and evolving even within our one organism human for healing. And I, that's, I love that. I love how that's coming out with you, um, wonderful teachers, um, opening my awareness to these things. Yes, because that, you know, the appearance of our universe, its energy, matter, its space, time is its appearance, but it's not its foundational nature. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's, its foundational nature is intelligent, causational in formation, which both Irvin and I spell in hyphen formation, as did David Bone, because it's meaningful information that literally is expressed as what we call energy, matter and space time of our universe. And now the, the sort of the direction of leading edge science across all scales of existence and numerous fields of research are coming to the same perspective, which, of course, is a very ancient understanding as well. Yeah. Yeah. So explain to me, if you would, because um, Irvin, Maria, yourself talk about information. Mm -hmm. Explain what that, when you say it differently, what does that exactly mean? Well, you know, we're, we're having this conversation because of digital uh, communications technologies that are based on digital information, the ones and zeros. You know, we can take any image, any voice, any name, and we can re-express it in long strings of ones and zeros. They get squirted down, you know, 
telephone lines and through satellites and all the rest of it, and then recombined as images and sounds and all the rest of it. So our digital technologies take the nature of our universe, convert it into digital information, meaningful digital information, so a Sharon, a Jude, a, a computer, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. our universe does that. Our universe does that because on the boundary of what we call space and time, we're realizing now is holographic. However wild that sounds, this mm-hmm. is what the evidence is leading to. And so cosmic intelligence itself expressed in the simplest of universal languages of ones and zeros of digital information is then patterned in in causal, um, meaningful, informational ways projected as the appearance of our universe, its energy, matter, space, time. Mm-hmm. And so when Irvin and I speak of that, we put a hyphen because we want to differentiate between meaningless information and meaningful yeah. information, which we're now realizing is the foundational stuff of the nature of reality. So when we do that, what we're saying too is that mind and consciousness isn't something we have. It's literally what we and the whole world are because Mm -hmm. it's cosmic mind that is expressing itself in this way as meaningful, purposeful, living, loving information that is the nature of the reality of our universe. We're going to take a short break, but I just want to comment that that is both exhilarating and mind blowing. <laughs> I, I love you said both because it is both because it's very it's huge and yet it's intimate because this is who we are. Yeah, and if I our universe it. is meaningful and purposeful, so are we. I love that. Let's take a short break. What if you could enter a sacred vortex of love and beauty, infused with the power of the earth and ascended masters? Join myself, Dr. Georgia Herrera and Dr. Sharon Martin in the the Sacred Sacred Magic Magic Show. Show. Bring in the mystical and sacred for healing, airing every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You too can have your health and life challenges melt away. Join now and feel your heart open up to the answers to your most important questions. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Here's a quick tip from Jason and Patricia at the Ecosystem Approach Show. We're going to help caregivers connect with someone who has no ability to communicate or anyone who struggles with communication. This is for caregivers who are responsible for young children, seniors, or anyone without language. Try talking to their soul or essence directly. We do it all the time. Get in a comfortable spot, relax, and close your eyes. Then just talk to them. Feel free to listen for a response. It's that simple. If you want to hear our show about the topic, go to our website, theecosystemapproach.org, and under the radio tab, 
Search for The Story of My Mom. Listen to our show every week. We teach you how to apply energy techniques to everyday life in ways that is practical and useful. See you Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific or find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Hi, everybody. I'm Doc Martin, Maxima Medicine, back here with Dr. Jude Curavan. And we're talking about the exciting ideas, the new, how science is really starting to connect with spirituality. And Jude's book, The Story of Gaia, The Big Breath, and the Evolutionary Journey of Our Conscious Planet. We're going to talk more about the incredible wisdom and beauty and intelligence of the universe. So Jude, tell me the two, one of the two things you absolutely get thrilled about. <laughs> well, the first thing I get really thrilled about is the understanding and the evidence base now, because this isn't, this is something out there or something, you know, we're finding evidence to really ground us in, in this transformational revolutionary perspective which is revolutionary to us because of the old paradigm of materialism and separation but it's not revolutionary <laughs> to indigenous teachings or, or universal wisdom teachings except in one regard with them too in that the evidence is showing us that our universe doesn't just meaningfully exist which again those traditions and universal wisdom teachings have told us that we're part of this incredible interconnected web of life and meaning, but that our universe embodies from its very first moment an evolutionary impulse to purposefully evolve from its innate initial simplicity. Einstein used to say, the universe is as simple as it can be, but no simpler. And I've added to fulfill its evolutionary purpose, because when we go back to that very first moment, 13.8 billion years ago, what I call the first moment of non-going big breath, it was as simple as it could be, but no simpler, and yet able then to evolve from um, atoms to, to, to stars, to uh, galaxies, to molecules, to planets, and, and, and plants and to people. And that evolutionary arc has brought us to this moment of our individuated self-awareness, but it's not finished. It seems to me that at this moment, when we wake up to remember who we really are, the universe is extending an invitation to us to say, okay, guys, you've come this far. Now's the time for the real adventure to begin because I'm inviting you to this ongoing evolution of consciousness as individuated self-aware beings that have innate meaning and purpose and where our evolutionary awareness or our consciousness and its evolution is intrinsic to the ongoing evolutionary potential of our planetary home, Gaia, and the whole universe flowing through us, each and every one of us. And what I love about that when I learn from you and Professor Laszlo and others is that same evolutionary impulse and that ongoing journey, we hold that also in ourselves. 
So when I think about that from a physician point of view and trying to encourage people to see that their capacity to heal is way more than they ever expected or believed, I'm brought back to this idea that as the as Joseph Selby was teaching me, the holographic projection of the hologram that is the universe and the information field, we are imbued, we can't escape from the intelligence and evolutionary impulses of ourselves, of our very being. Absolutely. And and to, to sort of take two aspects of that, Sharon, I mean, first of all, when we talk about our universe meaningfully existing and purposely evolving, yes, as a holographically manifested reality, it is also a part and parcel of that is that it's non what's called non-locally unified. So within space-time, the speed of light is the cosmic speed cop for any signaling. Yeah. And that's why we can have an arrow of time that goes back 13.8 billion years and unfolds from there. So space is expanded and times flowed. Literally, the holographic boundary of our universe has been able to project ever more informational content mm -hmm. on an ongoing basis to, to explore and experience that evolutionary arc. And a both and at the same time, our entire universe is non-locally unified. Mm -hmm. And so it knows itself in its wholeness, just as our body knows itself in its wholeness, even though it's comprised of 37 trillion cells and fungi and bacteria and all the rest. Mm -hmm. And so our universe does. So we have, we innately have the abilities to engage with that non-local intelligence at a universal level, which is why um, attributes and phenomena that we call supernormal, they're not supernatural, they're not paranormal, they're supernormal, such as telepathy and intuition, mm -hmm. are natural attributes. We've just limited ourselves so that we don't, We the adventure is just beginning. And you know, I also see that... Um... I talked several times in, on my show with Stefan Schwartz, yes. who is a futurist and writer and remote viewer. Indeed. And he has never told me this, but I suspect had his share of what we used to call psychic phenomena okay. and his share of photographic memory. I'm just imagining that those are true. But that we talked about remote healing. And this... Um, unified field, even existing non-locally. It doesn't just even exist non-locally. Its foundational nature is non-local. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the reason that we can say this now, this was a requirement, universal non-locality was a requirement for quantum physics to work at all. So right from the get-go of the quantum pioneers 100 or so years ago, there was a realization that the entire universe had to be non-locally unified in this way for quantum physics to work at all. Einstein hated it. He called it spooky action at a distance. But I'm sure he'd be whooping up and down now because the uh -huh. as we've gone forward in the last 30 or so years, more and more experiments have shown that non-locality doesn't just exist at the quantum scale, but extended further and further to bigger and bigger scales. So in 2018, 
a group of researchers were able to non-locally, what's called entangle, photons of light in a laboratory, starlight from 600 light years away, and light from an incredibly active and ancient galactic center 12.2 billion light years away. That is the universal scale. And to put the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake, in 19, sorry, in 2022, late last year, the Nobel Prize for Physics, which is only given for so-called settled science, not contentious science, but settled science, were given to three researchers, John Clauser, Alan Aspect, and Anton Zellinger, who'd been at the forefront of these experiments for decades. So there's now a settled science acceptance that our universe is universally non-locally unified. And that just opens up so many exciting thoughts of teletransportation in the galaxy, of time travel, of... Uh, uh, no? Uh, uh. <laughs> well, well, this is this is the thing you see, and and this is one. Hopefully, as a, as a as a good scientist, I'll follow the evidence wherever it leads. But the modeling that's coming forward, the cosmic hologram understanding, is that within space time, the arrow of time causality is a one way street. It cannot be violated. What you can do, and happens all the time, is that you can come in from that non-local awareness in the form of, say, synchronicities, synchronicities don't violate causality within space-time. None of the supernormal phenomena, as far as I'm aware, and if evidence is presented otherwise, I'll be the first to say, okay, actually violates that causation. And it doesn't need to because it's a both-and. Once we go beyond you know, space-time within the appearance of our universe, once we enter the multidimensional realms of intelligence and potential, the rule, you know, the, those, those, those physics, if you like, of our universe, those laws of, of our universe that enable it to exist and evolve in the way it does, are much more malleable. You know, we don't need to be caught into that process and yet everything that you're sharing everything that Irvin and Stefan and others are sharing does not in my understanding doesn't violate what I'm sharing now we, we would all be on the same agreement with this so I want to and um we'll postpone our break a little bit for this there's a concept that uh, was raised in my meditation group and I want to see if you can understand and share if there's physics behind it, is the concept of hyperlooping. To which I mean, where what exists in the future can literally not only inform, but change the present. Is there physics behind that idea? There is emergent physics, I think, that, that can support that to some degree. Whereas from the first moment of the big breath until now, there has been the, 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 sort of the arrow of time. And there's a very big reason for this. And it's all about the nature and the understanding of the laws of thermodynamics 
and especially the second law of thermodynamics, which I've expanded to be laws of information or infodynamics, Mm -hmm. which for them to work at all, that causality and that one way stream of time is is absolutely fundamental. But what we're realizing is that there seems to be a sort of a bow wave from the present moment into the potentizing and the potentiality of the future. Just when you see a ship going across a a lake or in the sea, there's that sort of churning at the beginning, that bow wave. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be, therefore, what is coming into the here and now is not sort of settled until it actually does present in the here and now. So I think that the terminology around hyperlooping is one that's still being experienced and explored, but it would tie in with that sense of, you know, the potentiality of future occurrences, then being consciously engaged with to help them bring into the here and now some form of intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that makes sense. So does that, and maybe I, I might not understand this well enough, so you can please correct me. That idea where a particle exists could be a wave, could so it could be dynamic or static, and the act of observing then locks it into its pattern it's uh form yeah you could actually see that the the actual the what i'm describing as the bow wave is what's sometimes called the superposition of possibilities where there is no particular outcome it's when those superposition of possibilities are engaged with mm-hmm. yes yes observed, intended attended whatever that then they become the particles. They become the the sort of the particular manifestation. Yeah. When I extrapolate that or bring that information into a healing encounter, then that just shows me the incredible power of, and we're taught in, in my shamanic training, you don't, stick with one outcome you allow as you were saying that super potentiality all possibilities because your destiny line may not be as fixed as you believe it is and when the healer observes all those possibilities and then you add to it the idea of helping the client actually believe that some other ending is possible You've just got a huge, pluripotent cauldron to pull your to pull the future out of. Indeed, and and I think I mean for me over many many decades of working in a healing capacity, whether with people or on a planetary scale, um, I f- was guided into a modality of just opening my awareness and attuning my awareness to what we might describe as the highest frequency of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And that was almost like the, the radio signal to bring in the, the, the greatest benefit for anyone 
all come the highest up. outcome the highest outcome for david the hawkins scale of vibratory exactly. frequency Exactly. So instead of trying to intend specifically and bring my own, if you like, informational template of what would be right or wrong or indifferent, it was a realization that I could be almost like an antenna. That if I tuned myself, as David talks of, if I could tune myself in what I call the universal heart to that highest frequency of unconditional love in service to the good of the whole, then that potentizing flowed in response and in coherence with and in resonance with that, you know, that intention, but an incredibly open intention, mm -hmm. not a specified impositional intention. And if you want to talk in layman's terms, you get yourself out of the way, <laughs> you get your filters out of the way, and you just let I say, let the big cheeses come in. I love that. I talk about showing up and getting out of the way, and it's exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a short break, but I want everybody to really reflect on what Jude has just talked about, because if we can bring this kind of awareness of consciousness, of the information field, of attuning, and then riding on that bow wave on the bow of the ship as you're breaking the water, everything's churned, that pluripotent space. Anything can happen, including shifting your client's destiny. Bring that into your awareness. Wow. Anyway, let's take a break. That blows my mind. I love it. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a way to break old habits that are holding you back from reaching your true potential and living the life you deserve? Well, look no further than Dr. Loretta Billups. She is a clinician and a relationship and mental health coach that will assist you with reaching your purpose. She will hold you accountable so that your desires are now a reality. Connect with Dr. B at cultivatingyourlife.com and find your path today. That's cultivatingyourlife.com. Tune in to the hit show, Us, Critical Conversations on the Challenges of Our Time, with me, Dr. Krista Lee Crane, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, every fourth Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Listen while we focus on the intersections of truth and justice as we learn how to coexist, pushing our social transformation to the next level. Become true stewards of the justice that is needed in our world. Learn more at PreventionAgenda.org. That's PreventionAgenda.org. Do you want to come back to yourself? To come back to your own power? To come back to your dreams? Dr. Tassel Shanebrook will help you utilize transformational mindset and energy techniques to superpower your conscious and subconscious mind so you can be your own hero. Enjoy the relationship of your dreams, your best feeling body, financial abundance, free time, and ease. You are the one you have been seeking. Visit drtassel.com to find out more. Have you lost sight of who you truly are? Thought leader Linda Lamp is here to help. She illuminates the divine within and walks you through the walls of illusion that hide the truth about your true nature. With her help, you can realize your true self, become a force for good, and create heaven on earth. The Internal Divinity Show, uplifting and illuminating the divine in your life. Second Tuesday of every month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Doc Martin with Maximum Medicine, back with Dr. Jude Curavan. And while we're blowing our minds about how physics really can talk about our existence, our human evolution, Jude's going to help us bring that sort of scientific, perhaps esoteric stuff into our real life and how what what meaning does that have for us on the day to day? I'm delighted to because you know for me, Sharon, I think more and more if it doesn't support, serve, enable, help, enliven, enloven my everyday life, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in all that we're sharing from an academic perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about its understanding, helping us to experience and embody this, um, this, this awareness, this unitive awareness in our lives. I mean, sometimes a uh, whole worldview that we mentioned, we have this line, we talk about act local, feel global, and think cosmic. Because this is, this is, you know, an understanding of the cosmos, which, yes, is vast, but it's also incredibly intimate. Because when I talk about the big breath, I'm saying, you know, our universe wasn't born 13.8 billion years ago in this the apparent chaos of a big bang. We know it wasn't big, but the idea of a bang suggests chaos. It wasn't. It was incredibly fine-tuned and ordered and purposeful. And so literally the first moment of an ongoing big breath. So the word for breath in, in the Indian, ancient Indian tradition, prana, is the word for spirit as well. And so what this convergence of science and wisdom teachings and spirituality is, is really saying is that our universe is breathing through us in every moment. This is incredibly intimate. So how we use that breath, what we do with the breath that breathes through us in every moment of our lived lives, I'm saying connects us fundamentally, intimately with the entire story of Gaia and also the story of our entire universe. So it's in our everyday lived lives. And the other thing that I talk about in the book is, you know, as human beings, and I'm not talking about our indigenous families and communities here or, or, you know, universal wisdom teachings, but certainly in our Western live lives, um, we have forgotten that we're inseparable from the whole universe. But we've also fundamentally lost our profound relationship with our planetary mother, with our planetary home, Gaia. And what the book is showing us, the evidence, the science of it is showing us, is that our planet is a sentient being, a living and evolving being within a living and evolving universe, meaningfully, purposefully. And so by forgetting our profound relationship with her has led to all the behaviors that has brought us really to the edge of catastrophe. So by remembering who we really are at this incredibly pivotal moment, Every day in our lives, we can begin to heal our relationship with Gaia. We can literally come to know her and ourselves as Gaians. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And that brings, a, 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 for me, that brings such a profound joy in every moment. You know, when, when sun rises, when our, our sun rises, I feel such a sense of gratitude and awe. Mm-hmm. When I see a, a, the, the beauty of a full moon or a crescent moon, the joy of that. When my, I'm a gardener, when I sow vegetable seeds in the spring and they start to sprout, I am filled with the joy of the miracle and the wonder of that and the and the intelligence, the informational intelligence that plays through everything we call the reality of our universe in its entirety and is expressed in the joy, the glory, the abundance of our planetary home, as well as all the multidimensional realms that form part of this living universe, the sheer beauty of of Gaia brings me to tears. And, And so I would just invite everyone to to realize what a, a transformation this brings if we're open to this invitation to enter a deeper everyday lived relationship with ourselves, with each other, with Gaia, with the whole world. And that willingness to put aside our intolerances, our di- divisiveness, and literally, and you know, what politicians talk about doesn't always happen. Reach our hands across the aisle. Um, and I have goosebumps thinking about it. That being willing to put aside what makes us different and join as a planetary citizen. And come together because humanity is evolving and we can help have it in harmony with the universal information and in harmony with each other and most of all in harmony with the earth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, our conscious evolution, she's been she's been a planetary mother. Gaia has been a planetary mother for over 4 billion years of that 13.8 billion years. And what you realize is even before Gaia was born, even before our planetary system came into being, in interstellar clouds of gas and dust, not just within our galaxy, but likely um, virtually every galaxy in our universe, generations of stars had lived and died and seeded the interstellar space with nutrients, with elements, with Mm -hmm. ice. And bathed by ultraviolet light, we now know that even before our planetary system was born, the universe had brought those clouds and that potential to the edge of biological evolution, biological birth. We find these incredibly complex organic molecules that are the the basic building blocks of us Mm -hmm. out there in space more than four, five billion years ago. And so when our planetary home Gaia and our whole planetary system came into being, 
it did so with enormous amounts of potential water, which of course is key to biological organisms, and all those building blocks. So the more we find out, the more we realize that our universe was just, wait, these are the birthing gifts for Gaia to enable Gaia then to become a planetary mother of even greater levels of complexity. I mean, it's the most extraordinary story. And when you look at the way in which the unity of our universe is expressed in radical diversity, talk about differences, but it it's not separation. They are differentiations. They are differences. And just as every leaf on every tree is different, every snowflake is different, every person is different, and yet we're all the same. We're all Gaians. We're all co-evolutionary microcosms of our entire universe. When we realize that, perhaps we can see each other with the eyes of the heart and the empathy and the compassion that recognizes, you know, that differences have come in so many ways, but in huge part because of the illusion of separation that has caused us to behave in ways that enact that perceived separation. And when we wake up to remember inseparable and yet unique, we can celebrate our uniqueness and find ways of opening our hearts and our minds and our hands to reach out to and with each other, to link up and lift up, to level up and to light up. Because this is, it seems to me, the invitation of our universe at this amazing, pivotal, transformational moment of choice. But it is our choice. Mm -hmm. So what do we choose? And it brings me to think about um, what we talk about in my spiritual community often, not necessarily in this um, universal or planetary way, but just the concept of alchemy and how those magical places where one plus one can turn into three comes from different ingredients being mixed together exactly, and things you might not even expect would go together somehow when stirred in this pot of potential boom something new something bigger bigger than the the sum bigger than the parts absolutely this is what this is the beauty of the intelligence of our universe. In and it's been doing this since the get-go. You know, when quarks form neutrons and protons and then combine with electrons, they form atoms. They're greater than the sum of their parts. The atoms come together in molecules, a whole next level of information and synergy. And greater than the sum of the parts happens. When, you know, when when we come to Gaia and, and we come to biological organisms, we come to cells and then multicellular. And again, each time there's an increasing level of complexity that is greater than the sum of its parts. And it's not just one plus one equals three. It's it's literally is the alchemy of change. 
Mm-hmm. So a molecule has different characteristics, more complex and different characteristics than an atom. Multicelled beings have different characteristics and ways of behaving than single cells, but every way along the evolutionary journey, from simplicity to complexity to planets and us, is every step is, is not just collaborative, because healthy competition is part of it, but every step to the next level of complexity requires cooperation. Mm-hmm. cooperation you know our body is 37 trillion cells for each of us is an is a genius of cooperation i mean just to give you a, a tiny example the dna in every single one of our cells is tiny it's too tiny to see with the naked eye but if we unfurled that double helix it would be two meters, more than six feet across in every cell. We take 37 trillion cells for each of us and the DNA within a single one of us would stretch across our solar system. We take the DNA in our entire 8 billion human family and stretch it out and it would stretch 10 times or more the diameter of our galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And that is the universe, the genius of a living and loving universe that can achieve such incredible feats of intelligence. And I would say love. What an incredible, beautiful creation we're part of. So in our last few minutes because I'm all, my heart's all warm and fuzzy about the possibilities that this opens. I want to just see what you think about right now, the human organism um, with all of the social media thought form that lands around it, we're seemingly bombarded by viruses and bacteria. And usually we're setting up a antagonistic relationship. We have a couple of minutes left. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, first of all, we wouldn't be here without viruses and bacteria. (laughs) Viruses and bacteria are part of the very fabric of our bodies. Um, Viruses are possibly the oldest biological children of Gaia. And because they're so tiny, at at some point very early on, their evolutionary arc was not to move into greater complexity, but simplicity. So viruses cannot um, develop. They remain dormant unless they interact with some form of host. And viruses come together in colonies and they make decisions as a colony. They make a decision either to um, create a dis-ease in a host or to enter a symbiotic partnership with a host. So our bodies have a great number of viral aspects that have entered into our evolutionary story in the past and have helped us to evolve. They are evolutionary change agents in many, many ways. And they're the only biological organism 
of Gaia's children that can retro-engineer a host's DNA. They can come in and change us. And there are a number of what's called endogenous human viruses that actually enable us to develop as fetuses. Within insects, we're now finding more and more that it's viral interventions that are part of the triggering of metamorphosis, of the Mm. transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And we're finding not just viruses and bacteria who are absolutely integral to these processes, but we're also realizing that they are part of a whole tool bag, as it were, a biological tool bag of Gaia for what's called horizontal gene transfer. So not down this slow, linear inheritance from our DNA template, which is not the master, but the servant of the organism. But viruses, bacteria are, you know, because they're they're quite promiscuous, they, they swap genes in many ways. They are part of this great array that at times after uh, evolutionary catastrophes through Gaia's history have come together in incredibly rapid ways to literally create the next wave of evolutionary complexity. So we found that time and time again. So viruses and bacteria are vital for guys' own evolutionary progress, and they're vital for us. There are damaging bacteria. Yes, there are. But, you know, our gut microbiome is is really where the healthy bacteria have such an important aspect on our overall health. And it's not just our physical health. It's our emotional well-being. It's even our mental well-being. Yeah. Because we're completely integrated with all of these levels of intelligence. I love that. And what I love is the inner reminder that don't always believe everything you see or hear on the news. Um, Recognize that when we have a sentient being such as the earth in a intelligent galaxy and universe, that there is a evolutionary impulse or propulsion towards well-being. Well-being, absolute well-being and wholeness, Mm -hmm. coherence, greater self-awareness, You know, literally our entire universe is consciously evolving through its individuated expressions. And we literally are at the bow wave. I love that. I love that. That cauldron of possibility. Yep. Jude, we are run out of time. I have loved talking with you. I have loved all of your ideas. I just deeply appreciate your thinking and putting it together in books for us to read and learn from you. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you, Sharon. Thank you for all your work, which is, you know, the work of healers at the moment to serve the collective healing and remembering of who we really are is vital. So thank you for everything that you do and your community for everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'm Doc Martin. I'm Maximum Medicine here with Jude Curavan. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back for another episode, probably a few weeks. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Maximum Medicine Radio with Doc Martin. Tune in next time while the doc talks health, spirituality, and the impact your beliefs have on every part of who you are, body and soul. Doc Martin unpacks the challenges we face as human beings and teaches callers to open the door between the scientific and the mystical. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com.